Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, welcome in. Hump Day Valentine's Edition. Rabot & Co. ESPN 680, 105.7. Ain't nobody humping around here. Zach Cantrell, Louis Rabot. We got you till noon, Bobby V. After us, of course. Roundtable, 3 o'clock here. We go local till 6 o'clock on ESPN 680. 1057, avoid your co-workers, avoid your family, listen to ESPN 680. I don't think that's our slogan, but we should think about it, Zach. I'm just saying. I mean, that might be... It's my personal slogan. <laughs> well, that, well, we know that, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's... Hump day. Is what it is. <laughs> A little hump day on a Wednesday. How about that? Hump all right. day, Valentine's Welcome day. Welcome in. Uh, I uh, have not warned Zach, but he's going to give us all of his best Valentine's Day advice uh, later in the show, so be uh, tuned in for that. I assume Gandalfo is joining us at 1020. Haven't talked to the guy in many days, and he's been traveling a lot, and so... Hopefully he's available. Uh, get into that UK win from last night. Uh, Zach prematurely uh, texted last night about the Louisville basketball game. We'll get into that. And, uh, of course, uh, the 49ers talked OT plans before the playoffs. We will also, of course, get into those things. CFP format vote is coming up, expanding the NCAA tournament. We'll have to talk about all of it uh, as we go through the show. There's even a Shaquille O'Neal story uh, that I found interesting. We'll get into it. All right, so last night. So I have no idea how many people got to listen, but I... I Went out uh, yesterday to Blind Squirrel with, with Strebel. It's just a fun day out there on Mardi Gras. So I decided the night before I'd text Strebel, find out, hey, can I come sit with you and Anna at Blind Squirrel, uh, hang out, do the thing? He said, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great. And, and I had, the year before, had a great time with him and with Andy. And one of the things I said on the show yesterday that I, that I thought, Zach, and I'm sure this happens to you too, 1202 happens and you go, oh, I should have said that. Yes. 1203 happens. Oh, I should have had that take. Yeah. And that was yesterday. And one of the things that I think happened for Kenny Payne that I haven't talked about a lot, and I've thought about a few times, but I, I didn't know how to articulate it, and I, I decided to just expound on the take yesterday. What happens every early January with Kentucky basketball, Zach? We do it every year. It is a conversation about how is Cal going to shorten his bench. Okay, And in sports, depth is good. Right? Having having a deep bench, good. Until those guys don't play well together, they don't defend well together, the cohesion's bad, you're having to try too many things, etc. And I wonder this year, if we look at how Louisville has played recently versus how it played for Christmas, I think that Kenny Payne was the beneficiary of some guys not being available. Shortening the bench for him essentially forcing him to play certain guys rather than them just 
making the decision, hey, this is how we're going to shorten the bench. So, for example, yesterday, the following people got at least 24 minutes of playing time. Caleb Glenn, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, Mike James, Trey White, and Tyler Johnson. And then off the bench, of course, was Caleb Williams, or Curtis Williams, excuse me. Caleb Williams. It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? I was gonna say if they to had show Caleb up play Williams, last they, night, yeah. probably won the game. Yeah, <laughs> they played those six guys. Zampane, obviously, my favorite last night. By the way, on the broadcast was the announcer saying Alexander Payne. That was, I think, the best part uh, of the entire broadcast. But they got down to those six guys. Obviously, if if Sky Clark were healthy, he would have been the seventh person in that list, right? But maybe by this happening. With Dennis Evans not being available, with Hersey Miller being unavailable, with J.J. Trainer being unavailable, right? With those guys getting hurt being unavailable, maybe it just forced a shortening of the bench for Kenny Payne, and he ended up being the beneficiary of it. Now, the other thing I said last night was, I said, eventually they're just so thin they get tired and it just it doesn't work. And now I've gone from being excited, Zach, about how they were playing down the, the stretch and actually watching decent basketball to I'm, I'm worried many of their games the rest of the season will be like this. I think that's exactly the blueprint you're going to see. I think <sighs> you're going to see, you know, you're forced to play your best players despite, you know, you wanting to play nine, ten guys. you got to play your best players that are available. And for the first half, it worked. They gelled well. They shot the ball well. And it looked like, Look, they're up eight at halftime. They're playing yeah. great. That was probably their best road performance they've had in a really long time, Miami game aside. And then the second half, their legs just got tired, and Boston College started hitting shots. They they stopped defending the three. I wouldn't have stopped defending the three. But, <laughs> I mean, you yeah. can't get outscored 50-30 to 30 in the second half. That, 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 that's can't give up 50 look. points in a half. Can't yeah. give up 50 right. points that's in a half. They played good first half defense. Second half defense was abysmal. How and much, is, how much is just legs, do you think, though? I think that I think we're starting to catch up here. Yeah. And, I, and I worry for the deposit aspect of this and people can laugh it's fine i know that i'm one of the very last people and if sofro's listening right now he's throwing things and i get it but the josh heard angle of hey i need some deposits here last night was an opportunity you're up 47 39 at half yes this is an opportunity to just be seven points worse and get a win at Boston. You could have had a <laughs> stretch where you won three of your last four if you were able to win this And game. then some winnable games on the schedule coming up. Which Notre Dame's exists, on the schedule. Yes. Vatek's on the schedule. Boston College got to come to your place. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. There are, you know, Syracuse coming to town. They beat UNC last night, but so did Georgia Tech. And then you beat Georgia Tech, et cetera. This ACC is convoluted. College basketball is convoluted. In general. That's actually a great point by you. But I do wonder if he was the beneficiary of just shortening the bench because otherwise do... Honest, if people just are, you know, take the true serum, is he playing Tyler Johnson 30 minutes if he doesn't have to? I don't think so. I don't think he is either. And he talked earlier in the season about the freshmen and them just not being ready. Tyler Johnson's ready, man. That guy in transition is fun. Oh, but Louie, five turnovers. Yeah, yeah, he's a freshman. <laughs> he's on not a yeah, great that team. Hap- that he's, not on a, he's on not a great team. Tyler Johnson's showing something. That guy's gonna. That guy's going to have an NIL deal somewhere next year. It might be here. I don't know. It might be. But Tyler Johnson is is showing that he's one of these dudes. Huntley Hatfield, nine of thirteen from the field, twenty one points. I asked Ennis on Tuesday, where's he going to be playing a year from now? And I agree with Mark. I don't think it's here, but I also think it's probably not in college. I think he's playing somewhere else. So that somewhere else be in the NBA or overseas? I think he'll be in the U.S. I think a two-way contract. I think he looks like a two-way player to me. 
That sounds about right. He looks like a two-way player to me. And by the way, that's not a criticism at all. No. At all. Zero percent. You don't think he'd be benef- it, it would be beneficial for him to go somewhere else and have another year of college before he goes to the NBA? Or you think you strike while the iron's hot? Benefit, maybe, but I think you strike when the iron's hot. I yeah. think that's where he's at. Um, you know, and... <laughs> is that a deposit? Is him getting better a deposit? I just don't know what counts as a deposit. Well, I is, know what counts as a deposit. Wins? Wins. One loss record. Like every, I think everybody's trying to psychoanalyze this and trying to look so much deeper into, look how hard they're playing now in the second half of the season. and Oh, they've been able to do this and that. Do you win games? This is Louisville. I'm sorry. It is. Louisville's one of the six best programs in the history of college basketball. The only thing that matters is do you win or do you not win? I don't Kentucky fans, that's all that matters. Do they win? Do they not win? And that should be the standard at Louisville. I don't need to hear about this. Look how improved they are. I don't need to see the, I, I oh, get look it. how well they're shooting. I, I get it for Win. you, and I get it for us, and I get it for people sitting in this building. And every time I ask someone here, hey, what are you basing your opinion on? Is it something you want, or is it something that you have concrete evidence of? They tell me it's about evidence, but clearly it's about what they want. And I... I, I Again, I hope that people understand as I do this show. I don't mind being wrong. And if Kenny Payne isn't the basketball coach in two months, I'm not. Go- number one, I won't be surprised. And number two, I, 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 if I have to eat crow over these conversations, fine, whatever. But I would say, man, what is a deposit? What does this count? And I get it. I'm getting texts from all over four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Join us here, Robo and Co. ESPN six eighty one five seven. I don't. I just don't know what counts it as, as a deposit and what counts for Josh Hurt. And I think it's an interesting conversation only because the way Kenny Payne talked after last season, it was very clear that he had assurances of another year. That m- making coaching changes or not was not an imperative to keep the job, right? And so I, I think we need to listen to him and take him at face value. That he does he sound like a guy to you, Zach? That's worried about next year. He doesn't sound like he's worried about. So next the year. only questions are then. There are two. Yeah. Does he know he's coming back, or does he is he just happy to get the buyout? I think. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think he may at this point he's either sees the writing on the wall or he's fully convinced he's coming back. And one of them's an indictment on Josh Hurd, and the other is an indictment on Kenny Payne. Okay, so Taxter, is U of L playing better? Maybe, but they are playing uh, the bottom of the ACC too. Exactly. Louisville basketball, in this opinion, is dead. Look, Correct. I I agree with that part. They're playing well against terrible teams. Mm-hmm. This is the bottom of college basketball. These games, this time of night on the ACC network, is the bottom of college basketball. Do you see how many and people are at the game last night? Should be. Oh God, you could have had conversations. Oh yeah, you oh, could probably yeah. yell at your buddy across the court. And he would hear you. <laughs> Almost certainly. Uh, Texter, I somewhat disagree about tired legs as BC's big run came right out of halftime when they shouldn't have been tired yet. That's true. I, that's a fair it, point. That was a 20-1 to one run. A fair yep. point. Uh, Texter, uh, Louis, with the loss to Boston College, KP is now a step closer to the worst two-year span in modern Power 6 basketball history. KP is 12-45 and 45 for a 2-11 win percentage over the past two seasons. Cal, uh, as in Berkeley, has compiled a 13-37 and 37 record over the past two years, but is tw- 10 and 14 this year and is improving rapidly. Uh, under our guy, the dancing one himself, 
Mr. Matson. That's right. Uh, congrats to KP on itching closer to yet another milestone. Who's better? Uh, firmly tugging. Kenny Payne coaching is coaching talent or Ryan or uh, not Ryan Madsen. Mark Madsen's dancing ability. Ooh, four three seven nine six eighty. Uh, Texter, only way I'm keeping KP is if he gets a new defensive coordinator. You know, it's interesting because this is this is what happens, by the way, and I and I fell for it too. They go to Syracuse and they look good against the zone. They clearly worked on it. The guys clearly bought in. They play the game. They're bad on defense. It's okay to say. But they really put it together on the offensive end against Syracuse. Yes, they you did. See them, and they look organized, and you get excited. Yep. And then you have to think, well, that's disappointing that I'm excited about that. It's literally like being married to someone who yells at you every day, six days in a row, and then they don't yell at you on Sunday, and you're like, what a, what a good Sunday. What a good Sunday. No, no, no. The other six days matter. Right, and that's what you're getting at. Yeah, guess what happens? Divorce. How many deposits? That's exactly right. How many deposits are there when six days of the week, it's not worth it, and then one it is, and so I know it's we're ha- we're in the middle of February, Valentine's Day. This is when <laughs> little hump day. Yeah, little hump day. This is when Louisville basketball season is actually supposed to start. This is when we're supposed to be talking about what seed they're going to be. We're supposed to be talking about how far can this team go? Like the 2013 team, for instance, that won the national title. In the middle of February, they were what? Like 12th, 13th in the country? They weren't necessarily a top five team all season long. This is when they turned it on and ended up going on that run to win a national championship. And this is when the best of college basketball start to separate themselves. And we are so far removed from that conversation with this team. We're claiming moral victories after beating bottom tier Georgia Tech. Yes, they beat Duke and North Carolina, but they've been terrible away from uh, Atlanta this year. We're talking about... They played a good first half against Boston College. Okay, that's uh, supposed to be a deposit or whatever. It just it shows how far detached this program is from the reality that is the rest of college basketball. You watch the Louisville game last night, and then you turn on the Kentucky game five minutes later, five seconds later, and you see the dramatic difference. And this isn't even a great Kentucky team, but there is a dramatic difference in the quality of play in both of those games. It's staggering. It was staggering. I'm with you. So there you go. They fall by 12 uh, up in Chestnut Hill. Do the Louisville Cardinals. We'll have Mike Gandolfo at 1020, so we'll talk about the UK game with him. What do you uh, think then, you'd rather talk about? Kentucky's uh, malaise or the 49ers? Which do you think he's going to be? <laughs> I don't. Here's the thing. I understand the malaise of being a college basketball fan when your team isn't playing well. I don't understand losing a Super Bowl. I can't relate to that. You don't know what it's like. To I be, literally can't relate I, to that. Yeah, I do know. I, I know what it's like to lose a Super Bowl. It's not fun. So I, I can't. I can't. But answer I know that what question, it's like though. to win one too. What do you? Well, I was going to say. What do you think the answer to that question is? What's worse? Yeah. I think it's worse when your team is just on a streak like Kentucky, where they've lost three out of four. Like losing the Super Bowl, it's terrible, obviously, because you don't know when you're getting back. But I mean, that's a two-day thing where you lose three out of four, your team, or your Louisville, where you've been in basketball hell for the last two years, that's a long period of time of suffering. Like, 49ers can at least look back. They won the NFC. They have a chance to win the Super Bowl next year, and they're they're the favorites to do so. So you can have some form of optimism toward that. The last pick of the draft turned out to be a decent NFL quarterback. Like, lots of things are going well for the 49ers. They'll be fine. Yeah, they're going to be fine. And he's still on a rookie deal next year, which means they still have – money to sign good players they can still keep their good players 49ers aren't going anywhere right you still have christian mccaffrey you still got dudes i mean they'll be fine yeah that that part now did they miss their best opportunity that's entirely possible but they'll be fine yeah especially with how casey played the first half that's right yeah that's the disappointing part for sure Uh, is what i I, I want to know if if gandolfo knew the overtime rules i don't have you and i talked did you actually know the full 
extent of the overtime rules that essentially a new game was starting? I knew both teams were getting a possession. I was pretty sure that... After 15 minutes, like, that was it? Yeah, I thought for a while, I thought after the 15 minutes were done, I thought that was it. But then I realized, like, like, no, they'll just roll over the possession, which typically you don't... How many times are there two possessions in a 15-minute quarter? Not very often. Right. So... Yeah, that part kind of got you me a little. only two, right. Correct, yes, only, only two. two. Yes, right. Yes. yes, right. So yeah, that, that, was part, very that part got me a little bit. Like, there was a bit of me at the end of the game. It's like, wait a minute, why isn't Kansas State hurrying up? Like, if the clock runs out, they're going to lose, or they have to kick field goal or whatever. Right. But, no, I, I was aware of the overtime rules, and it's stark that Kyle Shanahan and his team didn't know him, where Kansas State comes out afterwards and said, yeah, we would have gone for two. Right. We, we practiced this for weeks. We knew exactly what right. the deal was. Right. Is it... <laughs> You're jumping way ahead in the show sheet. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to this, yeah. but I want to know your opinion. Is that an indictment of Shanahan, or is that just a difference of opinion? Because to me, it's just a difference of opinion. I think it's a difference of – there's a lot of players that you don't realize don't know the overtime rules. Donovan McNabb famously didn't know That was know the him. famous one, but he's off the hook now. Yes. Uh, it's like Orlovsky running in the, end, in the back of the end zone. He's oh, off he's the not hook off now. the hook. <laughs> he's never off the hook. I kind of agree. Yeah, other people have done it, but guess what? How many of those other guys do you are quarterback know you, to know? Do you know how special team? you have to be in Orlovsky's case to be noted as a dumb lion? Do you realize how how crazy? Do you yeah, how bad that. Do you realize how special you have to be? Like as soon as you see something happen, Orlovsky. As soon as somebody does that, the first thing that you think, Dan Orlovsky. Yep. That doesn't happen very often. No, it's it like does not. it's like if another quarterback ran <laughs> into his fumble. lineman's butt. Yeah, yeah right. butt yeah, fumble. fumble. Hey, Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez. Oh, we man. don't even have like game winning drives. You don't say Brady or Mahomes. Like this doesn't happen. Yeah, no, that's right. It's it's like the football equivalent of Kobe. You still defending Tony Romo today? Yeah, I'm still defending Tony okay. Romo. All right, just check it. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Louie. It's all the time. Same three things over and over. Oh, four, three, seven, nine, six, eighty. Is you don't realize that we have it so much worse. College football broadcasting teams are brutal. It is brutal. It's bad. Um, Texture, hear me out. This will help both teams in the state. You fire KP and UK can hire him, and then Uval gets a, a restart. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I think UK fans would would very happily take uh, Kenny Payne developing the big men uh, down there again. Uh, for sure. Uh, Texture asking if I know the difference between the U of L women's uh, intentional foul and what happened with North Carolina last night. I, I, I do, but what the the reason I brought it up was uh, you didn't have to make either call. You didn't yeah, have to make either have. call. And frankly, Baycott fouled him before the poll. Mm. And so the, the extension of that foul was kind of a ridiculous Real thing question is, what but. do you think KP would have called at the end of the Gonzaga game? Do you think he would have called a better play than Cal did? <laughs> okay. Uh... uh. And then they just give it to Sky Clark, and he hammers one off the backboard that goes nowhere near the rim. No, he's probably dribbling into a triple team and turning it over. (laughs) Might happen, too. Uh, Just give it to Tyler Johnson. The guy's a baller. He is. He's the bright spot. I love watching him. They have two bright spots. Tyler Johnson and BHH. It's BHH. Yes. That's it. Objectively, if you want to give Kenny Payne credit for something, it's BHH turning into a pretty good big man. Yep. I would love to know. I don't know if anyone's interviewed Tyler Johnson, who's who's helped him the most on that coaching staff this year. If that is a Nolan Richard, you know Richardson, Nolan Richardson, a Nolan Smith thing, um, did the podcast last night. Did, yeah. uh, and so uh, no, but just you know, I, who's been the you know the person that you know? We always think of Kenny Payne as as forwards and centers. That's what he you know specializes in. What is it that has helped Tyler Johnson the most this year? And I just I simply don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen the clip of Nolan Richardson at the Basketball Hall of Fame describing Larry Bird. It's one the of the first great time he saw Larry Bird of all time. Yes. Yes. He's like, I'll listen to all the radio. 
man, this bird, this brother could play. <laughs> it's an all timer, dude. Because and you know it's great based on the other players' reactions in the crowd. Yeah, right. That's the giveaway of that video. If people haven't heard, it. I don't mind playing that. By the way, at the end of this hour, that would be totally fine with me because I think it's I think it's clean. I think so. I think it's clean. Who cares? He's yeah. We uh, uh, well, happy Valentine's Day, Nolan Richardson. I hope you're doing well out there uh, in his 80s now. Old. Uh, Native of El Paso, Texas, played at uh, Texas Western. Spanish for the Paso. <laughs> Spanish for the Paso. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we'll talk to Mike Gandolfo next. A reminder, some programming around here. Uh, at, the, at, the, at the monstrosity that is uh, ESPN Louisville, make sure you are tuned in um, for uh, many different things. It is Wednesday, so the high school hour will be tonight at 6 o'clock here on ESPN 680-1057. Louisville Sports Live over on 93.9 at 7 o'clock. Uh, you can hear Zach talk to men about backup uh, tight ends. I think that's uh, on hump day. That's the appropriate thing here on Valentine's Day is tight end talk. How about that? All right, we'll come back with Gandolfo. We'll get into UK basketball. They snap the losing streak at Rupp Arena last night against Ole Miss. We'll talk about it next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. to Rabot and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, let's get back at it here. 11 o'clock hour coming up later. We'll have Bologna or Salami take you into the V-Show at noon. And, of course, uh, 3 o'clock, you'll have the roundtable. Take you local till 6 o'clock today. I want to thank Matza Pie. They're going to drop off pizza, that bread, those salads today. Really delicious. M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I.com. Anchorage, they got you in Butchertown. Douglas Loop, three different locations where you can dine in. Of course, available over in Clarksville, Indiana as well. Get those 1020 craft brews at all of their locations. M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I, matzah pie. Uh, dot com. Thank them for uh, bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios. Today we bring in Mike Gandolfo, who is somewhere in the world. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where, but uh, he works on those Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame shows. Uh, Mike, how's your sleep these days, my friend? My sleep was uh, is lacking right now. So <laughs> yesterday was kind of crazy. I'm in town today. Then I leave again tomorrow. So there you go. Been, All right. Well, the uh, it's been a whirlwind. The uh, Louisville based uh, Mike Gandolfo joins us. That big Mike Gandolfo on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I assume I'm interviewing Steve Kornacki by myself tomorrow. You are, but man, how cool did that he does Jimmy Fallon and the horse racing happy hour in the same week? Um, I agree that we're a big deal. How about that? 
<laughs> so, I mean, how often? Uh, Fallon, yeah, I appreciate uh, Jimmy Fallon doing the early work, warming him up and getting us ready for uh, the big stage, which is the horse racing happy hour. I would tell you this. I'd much rather be in the horse racing happy hour tomorrow instead of driving. Like, <laughs> oh, driving. It's out at 2 o'clock, and I'm driving as far up into Pennsylvania as I can so we can do a college visit on Friday. It's basically what I'm doing. So. Oh, how about that? Okay. Well, what, uh, yeah. Are we talking about which college it is? Uh, we're looking at Bucknell this weekend. Oh, we're Bucknell. doing a big thing on Saturday. Right. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, – we're going to go from Bucknell to George Washington, and we're coming back to Xavier. But the college we're looking at first is Bard College in New York, actually. Got it. Yeah. Bard – very uh, different than the other ones. Uh, it is very different. Uh, Chinua Achebe was on, uh, on, on faculty there. He wrote the book uh, Things Fall Apart about uh, – about colonialism in Africa. It's one of the best books I've ever read. So there you go. Well, Neil Gaiman's on faculty there yeah. right now, and yeah. I think that's why we're looking at Bart College. Got it. Right there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the yeah. the uh, faculty up there, at least when my friend went to school there, uh, they are in mobile homes, essentially, for offices rather than actual huh. buildings. And so, yeah, it's a very different type of place. Uh, Gandalfo with us. He's doing the college visits uh, because he's an old man. How about that? Uh, you've seen a lot of basketball because you're an old man, Mike. Uh, what did you I make have. What did you make of last, ti- last night's game? Almost, uh, I don't want to call it boring, but, man, once in a while, boring wins are okay, too. You know, honestly, they, they took control of that last seven and a half minutes of the first half. Yep. and they stayed their dominance, and they were able to kind of just – the rest of the game was just kind of, like you said, kind of blah. But honestly, like, that was a win they had to have. And uh, it was good to kind of see them get some execution done. You had Reed with five steals. You had you had Uno with ten blocks. You know, uh, they didn't get a whole lot of offensive rebounds. Like, it wasn't perfect. I don't want to sit here and say it was perfect. You know, I also think that Chris Beard, by the way, is completely overrated. But, you know what, Blank, you take him. You all become Georgetown basketball. Uh, that's what's going to happen. And uh, I, I just think that Kentucky went through and, and got got it done when they really had to. I mean, I, listen, they lose last night, and I think you're seriously talking about, are they going to make the tournament? No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, there was a weird amount on the line last night for what that game actually was, right? Right, 100%. And yeah. to get that win, you know, you allow yourself to go into – Saturday, which is just a ginormous game, which I don't think a lot of people give them a chance to win. I think I think they're a double digit underdog. Wow! And uh, I disagree. If they with were that. Some, if they if they somehow pull off Saturday, uh, you know, then you're back in the like. Could they be a five six seed? Um, we'll we'll see what happens, sir. Uh, Mike Andolfo with us. He will be. Uh, are you going to be able to do the post game show on Saturday? I will. I will be doing it from Bethesda, Maryland. There you go. Why not? Uh, Bethesda, Maryland uh, talk on Saturday. Make sure you join in here on ESPN. That's right. Uh, 1057. Uh, d- did you think the defense last night was a scheme thing or an effort thing? I thought it was an effort thing. Uh, and, and now there were some just fundamental things that they were doing better. I mean, I, I noticed there was a couple times that Reed was really challenging with his, challenging shots with his hands up. And just they were on their toes a little bit more, not as flat-footed. Uh, so there was a le- definitely to me it was fundamental uh, uh, effort which made it you know an efficient uh, defense, um, but uh, it, it, again it still wasn't perfect. They're, Ole Miss had a lot of open looks at three that they just missed. Yes, uh, the three point defense is still really 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 bad. Um, uh, we're lucky you know Auburn doesn't really rely on the three that much, so I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be a big issue. Although it, it seems like those teams are the ones that come out and like knock down their season high on three pointers, uh, you know, the, to me the rim protection piece of what happened is going to be more important. I would have liked for Ole Miss to be a little more physical because I think Auburn's going to be very physical with Kentucky. Hmm. 
Uh, is there any chance if we wanted to look at a three-game losing streak with any kind of positivity that it actually woke some of these guys up? That you can't just cruise and score as much as you you know you feel like in every game, and you're going to actually have to clamp down on defense to win some of these things. Is there any chance that that happened? Uh, I'm not I'm not there yet to to say that that's the case. I think that Ole Miss is actually just a really good matchup for this Kentucky team in general. Uh, again, they're not very physical. Um, they they kind of there was a team that Kentucky was a whole lot bigger than size wise. So I, I'm not going to sit here and just say that uh you know that they're that they're there uh, now you win saturday and you win saturday in the scores under the over under because i think auburn's averaging like 83 points a game that we're having a different conversation you know then they probably did wake up so um but i'm, I'm not there yet to give it something like that okay uh mike gandolfo with us at big mike gandolfo uh, on Twitter, you can find him, of course, on our Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame shows. That'll be around 8 o'clock, 8.30 on Saturday, college game day, heading down there to the plains of Alabama. How about that? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, new offensive coordinator for UK. Uh, yesterday, I was on with Strebel. Anna said she really liked him. I said, why? She didn't have an answer. Do you? I don't. I mean, who knows? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we don't, we don't have enough information to really know what's going to click and what's not going to click and how he's going to mold himself with the rest of the coaches and um you know it's it's difficult if you're going to lead a coaching staff that's already kind of in place you're not putting your guys in there and now you got these players and and they've got a but you know Boise State's typically known for having a, a pretty good offense and um I think he's got some SEC experience and uh so there's there's things to like about it you know um I, you know but I was excited about when they got the 49ers quarterback coach <laughs> um, you know, that was going to be very hard too. So, yeah, what was Scragolino or I can't remember what his name was, but anyway, yeah, you know, I his think name shall never day, be like, said on this air again. Right? You just got to you, you don't know, especially the guy's a pretty new coordinator. He's been a coordinator one year, right? So uh, we'll have to kind of just see how it all works out. But I trust uh, the coach Stoops to make the best hire possible. So I I think if you wanted to do. A comparison positive and then just a positive positive. The comparison positive would be Lance Taylor, who got hired here by Scott Satterfield out of Notre Dame and is now the head coach at Western Michigan. People think a lot of him. Maybe that's who this will turn out to be, a level like that. The other one is he convinced Malachi Nelson, the former number one player in the country, to leave USC to go to Boise State. So, yeah. I, you know, if, if you wanted to be positive, positive, you could look at Malachi Nelson and say, OK, he, he convinced that kid to come to the state of Idaho out of L.A. Uh, to play on a blue football field. Uh, and so if he could do it there, then certainly uh, more guys like a Brock Vandegrift or maybe even better uh, will end up in Lexington. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a really good point. And I think uh, I think that Kentucky football is going to be fine. You know, I, next year's schedule is tough. Um, they could be better again and have a worse record. But we'll uh, we'll just see kind of how it all unfolds. It'll be fun to see if if Stoops is hands off like he claims he is. You know, are we gonna? Uh, then this guy's gonna have some weapons. I mean, he's gonna have some receivers that he can really rely on. He's got the Ohio State running back coming in. He's got you know, like you said, Brock, the quarterback, and he's got some young quarterbacks that he can kind of mold with Cutter Bowley and stuff like that. So um, yeah, let's let's get it going. I, the, I think with Wolford, you know, back on the offensive line, that helps a lot there too. So. 
um, we'll go, we'll you know, keep on going. That's another thing that might be underrated here is that Wolford, for all of the talk of, of negative relationships and different things, these two guys don't know one another, right? And, and right. so there might be an ability to just flat start over right build sure. something together i don't know um i'm i'm pessimistic because of the schedule mike about their overall record for next year but i like you said i i think actually they and louisville football might have that in common where they could be better but have worse records than they did this last year oh and for sure in louisville's case yes i mean no they're not going to have that kind of cupcake schedule probably ever again right i mean it's just not they, their schedule was ridiculously easy hard to know in the transfer portal era if that's a, a, you know an absolute that we can make but it's going to be near the bottom of difficult schedules in jeff brom's yeah. tenure at the school for sure i agree with you sure yes. yeah uh mike Gandolfo with us uh super bowl i have to ask and i'm um zach was asking me is he going to be sadder about kentucky winning or about the 49ers losing, which well, is a I funny want, question. Listen, I want Kentucky. I know it's a joke. It's a funny Kentucky. joke. You just laugh. Come on. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I, I think I come off as negative. And I think I'm just realistic. But I guess that's what all negative people say, right? So that's what you and Lachlan McLean say. Yeah. So the um, yeah. yeah, right. The <laughs> the the game on Sunday though, and uh, yeah. Zach asked me, and I said, look, I, I know what it feels like for my basketball team to stink, but I don't know what it's like for my team to lose the Super Bowl. Um. What was it like to have a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl and then not win the Super Bowl? Uh, well, I mean, we've, we've done this before as a 49ers fan, so it's not like uh, the first time it's happened. It's happened against the uh, Chiefs before. Uh, it happened when they played the Ravens when we had the hardballs going oh, against yeah. each other. Thought that one was under control. And uh, Quite honestly, like this one just hurt a little bit differently. Mm. I, think, uh, I still think when you look at those two teams, we've got more talent than they do. Um, the 49ers have a better roster. they got more weapons. Um, I don't think anyone's, you know, Pacheco, I think, is a great running back, but I don't think anybody's going to trade him, you know, sure. uh, wouldn't take Christian McCaffrey over him. You know, Debo's the best receiver on the on the field. Brandon Ayuk might have been the second best receiver on the field. Uh, Juwan Jennings actually might have been the third best receiver on the field. Uh, it, it, the Kittle-Kelsey tight end battle, I mean, Kittle had a better year than Kelsey did this year. Uh, the offensive line with Trent Williams, who's one of the best Hall, you know, offensive linemen ever, and uh, you got you got a defense that is got just stars all over the place, and I when Dre Greenlaw went down, uh, just running onto the field, uh, that's when I kind of knew it was like, oh man, like they just can't catch, they're not going to be able to catch a break, and then and then the offensively when um, they stopped the 49ers, which is ironic, you have the lead, you think you'd run the ball more, right? They, I think they were giving Christian McCaffrey a little bit too much of a rest, and they just started passing so much on first down and getting behind, playing behind the chains. And I mean, there was a point late in that third quarter they only had three yards in the third quarter, and um, and they dominated time of possession early on in the first half, and that was a big part of it. So, because uh, you know Patrick Mahomes can't score if he doesn't have the ball, so that's uh, that's another big piece of it. But I, you know, I know he's being criticized. I think a little bit about the overtime. I, I was telling Zach I like taking the ball. In that situation, okay. Because I was just going to ask the you. way both those teams are playing. Um, if if both teams punt, then a field goal wins it, and you're going to get the first tra- crack of that field goal. Um, so um, you know, I, I I didn't have a problem with him taking the ball first. I'd, I'd I'd rather set the tone. I have more of a problem with them not being able to punch it in because uh, right. they they marched. They had a great drive to yep. start off overtime, march it all the way down the field, and then yep. it's kind of the fizzled. You know, just kind of sputters out. So yep. and I think you could have made a case, knowing who was on the other side of, 
if if Purdy doesn't get sacked there on third down, and it's not fourth and long, you know, if it's fourth or three or less, that you you might even go for that. Texer um, wants to know more talent and better players, but no championship. Is Kyle Shanahan really just Calipari? <laughs> That's man. I'll tell you what. I, <laughs> I tuned in for like we had a quick show last night, and yeah, I yeah. tuned into my. I do even though I, we did it remotely. I do it from my office because I have a better setup here than yeah. I do at home, and the dogs barking and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I listened to about 15 seconds of Cal Perry and Tom Leach, and he's like, you know, when other teams have a player out, the headline is that they have a player out, and, and that's why they lost. And when we have a player out, it's like, you know, what's wrong with this team? Why do they stink? And I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, well, the player out was not one of your seven projected NBA draft picks, right? Um, you know, typically, if you have that much talent, we would think that you're going to win most games. So, um, but yeah, they this team, this Kentucky team, is it could could have an early exit with seven guys getting drafted in the NBA. Um, is I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know right there. Like uh, Kentucky would do less with more talent than the 49ers would because the 49ers at least got to the championship game. Uh, Louisville hosted the TBT last summer. Did you have a reaction sure. to that at all? I mean, pick up basketball. Okay. Uh, La Familia I mean, I is going to be UK's first TBT team this coming summer. They're playing at Wait, Rupp they've Arena. Had, they've had TBT teams before. Um, oh, is this a – they have? When was that? How long ago yeah. was that? No, yeah, Derek Anderson was even the coach of it one, one year. Was that pre-COVID yeah, so then? I don't think so. I think, I think it that was, recently. I mean, I think, is this just that gap? Much of a gap in my knowledge. I guess I'm not watching the TBT. Yeah, they've had TBT, but again, they don't. It doesn't really matter because the Kentucky alumni are playing in the league. So, <laughs> I mean, at the Eric end of the day, Bledsoe is going to captain the team. They haven't really exited. How do you feel about Eric, Eric Bledsoe's signed on? How do you feel about that? Man, that's great for him. Honestly, I mean, you know, get, go get it. Was he like 30 years old or something like that? Yeah, sounds right. 30, 31, 32. Go, go play. Go have fun. Will they fill the lower bowl at Rupp for that? Not, no. I mean, because it's, again, it's it's glorified pick of basketball. Like, we, there's, I, I don't, I don't buy into Ooh, the TBT thing at all. I think it's mad. Zach, do they fill the lower bowl at Rupp for the TBT? No. Kentucky has no. Come on! You people, they, they light up around Kroger! Oh no! What are we? What are we? It's pickup basketball. Four, three, seven, nine, six, eighty. Will will UK fans overreact to the TBT? I say yes. I say yes because the current team stinks. That's why (laughs) they're gonna want. They're gonna want. uh, They're gonna want better basketball this summer. Oh man! Um, All right. So last thing, it's Valentine's Day. Um, I have spent time around uh, you and your wife. Um, I have a sense that you are the romantic of the two of you. Okay. Uh, what does Mike Gandolfo, uh, any advice for those of us uh, lesser in years than you, sir? Uh, go get your ashes. That's my advice. He's Mike Gandolfo. You can hear him on the uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. That's an Ash uh, Wednesday reference, everybody. Just want to let you know. Happy Ash Wednesday, Mike. We'll talk to you next week. Safe travels. Right. See you, bud. <laughs> there you go. Go get your ashes. <laughs> take, the a, take the H out there. It's a different... Uh, Valentine's Day message. Just a bit. Just a little. I, I thought about that. That was the first thing I thought of. You know, I'm like Sean Connery with Celebrity Jeopardy. I'm looking yeah. for the dirty word. By the way, Texter, they're underestimating BBN's love for all things BBN. That's where I'm at. I'm not, by the way, I'm not criticizing anything. I think the TBT thing was fun last year. It was Dan Issel that told you it was stupid. <laughs> I thought it was fun. But I I just, man, I, I, I think Kentucky fans are going to show up 
like crazy for this. I think they're going to love it. Uh, it's more for programs that are looking to recapture past glory. Kentucky's not there yet. Okay, all right. I, I just I think they just like their players, and if there's basketball at Rupp Arena, they're going to show up because they always do. They'll I don't show I, up. I'm, I'm not. I, by the way, that's not a. It's not a quality statement. It's just a quantity statement. I just think a lot of people are going to show up. You think they'll just be bored in the summer with yes. nothing to do? Yes. Keelan runs two months a year, April and October. They need something else to do between then. Um, Texture TBT could be headlined by uh, Wu and Shigari, and they could sell out the lower bowl. Now, that part's actually true. What about Boogie? Is he in the available now? Uh, yes. He'd be great, frankly. I would I'd de- love to see Boogie in the I TBT. I want Boogie on TBT. I agree. That, that, should be, that would be one of my first calls is Boogie Cousins. I could not agree more. Figure out some money, some NIL guy, get him in there for fifty grand or whatever. Just Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. You could pay him more than some overseas team could pay him. Yeah, texture. Mike acting like he's uh, like he's above the TBT. Uh, BBN fans will absolutely show up. They need to hang on to those memories when they actually had tournament runs. I just think they like their players so freaking much, and they love the the draft night and all that stuff. I just think they love it. Um, yeah, it is Ass Wednesday. We'll get there. A little hump day. That's every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. How about that? All right. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up the hour next. Do we want to do Nolan Richardson sound? Yeah, we can do Nolan Richardson sound. All right. Well, there you go. Um, we will uh, we'll do some Nolan Richardson sound about Larry Bird next. Um, it is Valentine's Day. It is Ash Wednesday here on Rabot & Co. Uh, we will get Zach's uh, Valentine's Day recommendations in the next segment. And, of course, we'll do Bologna or Salami at 11. Happy hump day, everybody. We'll be back in a few minutes. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here, 10 o'clock hour on a hump day. Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday version of the show. How about that? Lots of colliding themes that don't have anything to do with one another. Louis Rebeau, Zach Cantrell, we got you till noon. Bobby V after us. 11 o'clock, we'll do Bologna or Salami, as we do every Wednesday. Um, Texter, Louis, UK players since 2015. Jamal Murray, Tyler Eulis, Malik Monk, Bam, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Knox, SGA, PJ Washington, Jared Vanderbilt, Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson, Quickly Maxi, BJ Boston, Isaiah Jackson, Oscar, Ty Ty Washington, Kaysen Wallace, Reeves, Livingston, Dillingham, DJ Wagner, Shepard, Justin Edwards, Eric and Bradshaw, Cal's record versus his top 10 teams since then, 15 and 21. <laughs> that list of players, dude, it's insane. <laughs> That's got to be what, 
just right now, $1.3 billion in contracts. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's wild. All right, there you go. Do we have the Nolan Richardson, uh, Larry Bird sound? All right, we're just going to do this because I feel like it. Uh, I, there's no good reason other than Zach brought this up, and this is unbelievably great sound. Do we know the exact year this is? Because I know it's at the Hall of Fame, right? Do we happen to know which year this is? Is this the year Nolan gets in? I think it was no, when the year Nolan got in, yeah. Okay. What so year did Nolan get in? That's a great question. Um, 2014. 14. Nate you know Smith what? Basketball Hall of Fame. That actually sounds right. Okay, let's go. He was in the College Hall of Fame in 08. Before that, 08. Yes, right. Driving, and I'm listening to a game. Is New Mexico State playing Indiana State? I don't really care about the game, but I, New Mexico State is right up the streets from El Paso, and I went to UTEP. And we're big rivalries. So I'm hoping that Indiana State will beat New Mexico State. And I'm listening to the radio, and I have no clue of the players on either team. All of a sudden, this name keeps coming. Bert. He goes to the right. Bert. He makes the shot. Bert. I said, get up, Bert. You know, here's Bert. And Bert this. And, and Bert. Oh, did you see the pass that Bert made? I can't see it, but I'm just trying to imagine it. And I, when the time I got to the end, I said, damn, that brother can play. <laughs> tell you something when i got the newspaper the next morning and saw larry's picture <laughs> i said damn <laughs> i love seeing magic and bill russell's reaction bill russell is i mean magic's losing it but he and bird you know have yeah. that connection russell man is yeah. falling over so, laughing that's such great sound, after man. this game or after this clip i actually looked up the game he was talking about oh, okay indiana state won that game 91 89 wow. you know what larry's stats were no i go ahead 37 points 17 rebounds nine assists Jeez, man Larry Bird, what he did with that Indiana State team is maybe the greatest single season accomplishment by any college basketball player ever. Do you know the only other? Do you know the only the only other one, frankly, that that is I think close is is what as a freshman Carmelo did with Syracuse. Yeah, like he carried. You could kind of argue Kemba Walker in 2011 with that run. Dude, Jim Beheim outside of that was pretty bummy. Jim I mean, Beheim, like his whole legacy is winning games in Syracuse in the preseason. Yes. I mean, frankly, I mean, yes. Imagine it, what we would be saying about Beheim if Carmelo didn't show up and win him a national I, title. I, We'd total, call him the biggest choking coach in the history of college basketball. Nice wins, brother. That's what we would say. Nice wins. We would. That's kind of nice why I think Dean Smith's a little overrated. All that talent, he only won two. Dean Smith should have won like these arguments eight. are never new. These arguments are never new. But that Nola Richardson sound is just it's I saw his picture in the paper. <laughs> How many dudes from that era probably had the same reaction the first time Bird. they watched Larry Bird play? Or you get on the court with him, you don't really know a lot about him, and then, oh, crap. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. hearing a story from Cornbread Maxwell about okay. how he thought he was just going to work Larry Bird. He's like, this dude, like, <laughs> why would we pick him top 10? And then Larry Bird just takes just the ball. He's like, Shot, just handled boom, yeah, just boom, handled boom. Yeah. He's like, damn, this dude, he's good. Having the nickname Cornbread is like a top three nickname ever, right? Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. And he was a finals so MVP. People don't remember I that. I know. I know. Cornbread Max. That, Very that, that sounds so much better than Cedric. Yeah, I could call the derriere of the downs. Gets to be Cornbread. Must be nice. 
He got his number retired because his name is Cornbread. That's fantastic. Oh, man. He All took right. his I am, final four, I am uh, getting back to the text line here, 437-9680. The refresh is being a little strange. Uh, texter, Kentucky fan here, they will not fill the lower bowl. Okay. Or for the TBT. There you go. Uh, texter, of course, they will. Um, uh, UK fans love it. Texter, uh, programs trying to regain past glory 2013 versus 2012. I, I hear you, man. Uh, texter, for let, I'm working on cleaning up my language. I'm going to come up with new ways to insult you without calling you bums, you bum. <laughs> well, I guess you'll start tomorrow. <laughs> texter. Uh, did you please forward that UK text with all the players uh, versus the top 25? I will. Uh, texter, more like, uh, yeah, nope, nope. 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 Appreciate you very much. Well, I'm going to nope. go look that up now. <laughs> it's not that bad. Nothing intrigues me about the text line more than when they say, oh, I can't read that on air. I'm like, oh, well, I can read it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm lonely is what he followed it up with. Oh, no. No. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time, folks. Oh. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach Cantrell is out in the streets. I am not. It's been uh, many decades since I've been in the streets. And so we go to Zach Cantrell nah. for the modern Valentine's Day update. Do we have music? Uh, we can work on some music. Okay, this is a good one. Let me see. <laughs> Texture. Uh, for let I'm working on cleaning up my language. Louis Adilf, a dude I'd like to forget. <laughs> ah. Yes! Let's go. <laughs> Gotta clean up my language for let. <laughs> that was stupid. Uh. And now, we go to Zach Cantrell for a little hump day version of his top five Valentine must-dos here on ESPN 680 105.7. So let's do the top five must-dos on Valentine's Day, or as I like to call it, just about any other day of the year. This is year-round, people. Year-round. Year-round. Number one, communicate. Uh-huh. Communication okay. is the most important thing, whether you're at work, whether you're in relationships. If people don't communicate, it's always going to lead to problems. So if you don't tell your girl your plans, yeah. right. you don't you know, say, yeah. you know, let's meet up here or let's do this. It, the night is done, though. There you go. Communication. Right. Communication number Always. one. I like that. Good start. Foundational start. Go. Never stop appreciating them. Valentine's Day is the day that people like to make up for lack of affection 364 days a year. Ah. If you're putting all your eggs in your Valentine's Day basket, guess what? You're heading toward divorce. You can't fool a woman. You're not going to be able to get her roses and chocolate today and then the rest of the year completely neglect her. Not happening. So don't go overboard with Valentine's Day. We talk about overcompensating. You see a guy drive a truck, you know what he's overcompensating for. If you're going too hard on Valentine's Day, you're overcompensating because you're not doing it right the rest of the year. So don't overcompensate. Treat it like a normal day. Okay, that's too... We are up to a... This is a banger of a list. Keep going, Zach. (laughs) Number three. I agree with both of these, yeah. by the way. I mean, oh, it's fantastic. Keep going. Yes. You, you like it so far, okay? Yeah. Okay. So. You don't have to do five, by the way. I just came up with that number. If it's three, <laughs> I was that's say, totally those are the fine. Two biggest no, two's real. Those are really good. Keep yeah. Going. So finally. Or, by the way, I think a lot of people would tell you small gestures from their partner. That's what I was just about to say. Small are really, gestures. Yeah, instead of going over the top, like small gestures more commonly yes. are better than. Find one little small Birthday, thing she likes thing. And, and go with it. You know, because and, and lean into it. You and I have talked. You know, I talked about this. You know, someone asked me. You know, what do you get your wife for Christmas or whatever? And we don't do those gifts. Yeah. And the idea is that you're just you do the small stuff all the time. But, and that leads at... me to my next point. Less is more. Boom. Less is more. You don't have to do too much. You know, if you don't have to have the fancy Valentine's Day dinner. If she likes something small, if she just wants to do takeout or she wants yeah. a candlelight dinner, right. that is perfectly fine. Right. You don't have to go out and spend a hundred bucks on wine and everything else 
if if your girl likes it and it's a small thing, lean into it. Yeah. Enjoy it. She'll remember that more than the fancy dinner. And if I she likes promise you she your will. small thing, that's good too. <laughs> Well, and then Pop that's a problem. There we go. <laughs> all right, well, good enough. People. And that's the extent of my relationship got, advice. I, I think all of those are really good. If you could put those into practice, I think you're going to be you're going to be active for a while. How about that? I um, texture I by, textures, hope. by the way, adore that Nolan Smith. I, I Nolan Richardson. Sounds Nolan like Smith. Me. God bless. I just did that twice today. <laughs> that Richardson sound is someone's like just play it again. Like <laughs> it is. It's it's. Oh, we do. We could do fantastic. that like the David Stoudemire clip. <laughs> oh God, it's so good too. <laughs> But that Noel Richardson sound is great because the, once in a while, guys have those kinds of quips. And by the way, I believe them. I think that really did happen. But they, they're not storytellers. Noel Richardson is clearly a storyteller, right? That's the kind of guy you want to go get a beer with because he's going to tell stories for three hours. Oh, and it's just going to be fantastic. That's right. Noel Richardson would be one of those old school coaches that you'd love to have a beer with. I think he would open up more than guys like Coach K, for instance. Oh. Like I don't think Nolan Richardson is as guarded as some of the big time coaches were. Texter. I can't wait to see the text line's response. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Uh, texter, number one, communication. Get in that kitchen and make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. I'm sure. I've never tried that. I'll yeah, have to try we'll that. see yeah. how that works. <laughs> uh, texter, I picked a bad week not to drink. My 16-year-old just got her permit and drove on the road for the first time. She's literally in the oncoming lane screaming at the person in their lane to get back. And I'm bracing for a crash. Praying and laughing all at the same time. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. You picked the wrong week to I'm quit sorry. drinking. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not laughing. I promise. Oh man, that that just reminds me of every. I'm so close to that, by the way. Yeah, I got a 14 year old who's going to be 15 this year. I'm so close to that. I am not ready, man. That's oof. that reminds me of every the airplane clip. I it's, I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Yeah. I picked the wrong <laughs> week to quit right. drinking. That's a great line. I could just sit here. We could sit here and quote airplane for two hours. That is a great quote for that moment. That is totally true. All right, communication. Don't skip the small stuff. Don't get keep skip it simple. Stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. That's Maybe. right. I like that, man. You you've heard bet worse dating advice before. Oh, way worse. No, I, honestly, those things that you talked about, I I try to do. You should do I that in regular life. Do. I I don't disagree with you. Right. No, like if you think of something and your buddy would laugh at it, text him. Yes. Right. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Don't overcompensate. That's the other one. <laughs> don't be the guy who drives the big truck. <laughs> Maybe you like a big truck. <laughs> you went, you shouldn't like the big truck. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I have a client. Uh, I have a client who, from my insurance days, and he uh, he he works on a he manages a horse farm, and his toys, truck, RV, everything are easily triple the cost of his house. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, just one of those dudes. There's right? always <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But there are people that really, you know, they value having stuff rather than where, you know, the houses where they sleep, kind of. That's how they look at it, Yeah, right? Texer just raised a pretty good point. Sure. Just, just play Marvin Gaye. Yeah. That always works. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, we are a um, little Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I do like that. So, yeah, who do you think's been on more playlists, Marvin Gaye or uh, Usher? Today? For that purpose. I don't know. We're in Al Green house, though, by the way. Want to be on record. Al Green, first song at our wedding. Okay. Um, Which one? So I want to be... Let's stay together. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, By the way, excellent crowd for the Georgia Tech game 
as far as U of L season oh, to this request? point. I did get it back. Uh, so we will do that uh, at the top of the hour ahead of Bologna or Slimy, which we will also do next. Uh, <laughs> the texts are so good today. I apologize. Oh, man. More texting next.